0: Welcome back to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, licensed mental health therapist,
1: Matthew Kanaby. So today we are going to wrap up, at least for the time being, the series on therapies uh, that many of us utilize at Emerge Counseling Ministries. Today, our particular uh, therapy has been alluded to in several other podcasts that we've done, but today we get to really dive into it. The therapy is called IFS, from Internal Family Systems, developed by Richard Schwartz. IFS is really fascinating and interesting to unpack, and to do that with me today is my dear friend and licensed professional clinical counselor, Jessica Smith.
0: I started at Emerge as an intern in graduate school 11 years ago, I believe, Um, and I just never left. I knew as I was pursuing internship, it's where I wanted to be. Um, I hounded them to get me on the schedule for an interview and um, really knew that it was really, at the time anyway, it was the only place in Northeast Ohio that was very open to integration of faith and that's what was lacking in my practicum experience. So, um, it was where I wanted to be, and it has become my home.
1: Yeah. So in, in the past 11 years, um, talk to me a little bit about your experience then working, because you and I have a similar story. I went to school, and there was no other place in my mind that I was going. And at the president at the time and Steve uh, Dunlevy, who was on the podcast last week, I probably emailed, I even tweeted at them. Like, <laughs> this is where I'm at in my education. I just want to let you know, because when I'm done, I want an interview. I mean, a dozen, right. dozens of times. I think they gave me the interview because they're like, please stop emailing us. So it's like, we've got to give this kid a shot. And, um, and because the same thing, I had the same passion. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be at this place yeah. one way or another. So talk to me a little bit about those 11 years and the time that you've been at Emerge and, and kind of your journey as a therapist.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I'm pretty
1: sure I interviewed you. You did. You did (laughs) interview me and I wasn't, and I wasn't going to leave that interview with uh, out some kind of yes, or we're going to think about it.
0: (laughs) What did we give you? Uh,
1: I I think you guys offered me the job. I, well, I, I think I had to interview. I had one more interview after you guys with uh, the, the, our president at that time, I had to meet with him and um, Dr. Litchie. so I had one more interview to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So Sure, that leads into my journey at Emerge. Um, So I worked under, as we all do as a resident, under supervision for my first two years after internship um, under Steve Dunleavy um, and Victoria Gutbrod. So that was, you know, amazing experience. I got so much um, just additional education and gleaning from their different areas of expertise. Um, And then once I was independently licensed, I immediately began pursuing supervision endorsement to pay it forward um, for the awesome supervision that I had received. And you know, throughout the next several years, I've been elevated into positions of, of leadership, um, the most current uh, serving as the assistant director of clinical services.
1: Nice. And uh, I spent a little bit of time um uh, having you as my supervisor, which yeah. was uh, almost uh, a little over a year, I think we we spent together. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to Steve and he still oversees me. Um, I want to talk about this therapy today. And yeah. so um, what we've been doing is um, this will be the fourth um, installment of this series. And we're going to talk about IFS. And I want to give you an opportunity to kind of um, explain um, what IFS is. And then talk about kind of how it got to emerge, and um, and we'll just kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. Um, so you want me to start with what it is?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just talk about what it is first, and then we'll talk about how how we kind of brought it over. And um, now several uh, therapists, I think, are using it. it many, uh, yeah. many are, yeah, it emerge. And just um, we'll just kind of talk about you know how we how we utilize this therapy.
0: Yeah, so IFS um, was first the, it, it was less known. I feel like it's becoming much more known now, uh, just across our profession in general, but it was less known. Uh, I learned about it from Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, mm-hmm. when he, in that book, introduces um, really best practice for complex PTSD, which is the primary population that I work with. Um, and the concepts behind IFS are we all have parts. We all have this internal family system. That's what IFS stands for, internal family systems. Um, so we, we all have this complex internal system of parts and uh, based on our life experiences, our history functioning in a fallen world, um, traumas we encounter, adverse experiences we encounter, um, some of those parts that have been, you know, initially, you know, God has created for good, you know, he creates this complex system for good, um, start to overfunction, And what that might look like is addiction, perfectionism, and uh, eating disorder. There, there's, you know, any of our dysfunctional, highly dysfunctional, dysregulated um, behaviors, thought patterns. um, And really what those parts are doing is trying to protect these other parts of us that are very wounded, Mm -hmm. you know, that have, have come into agreement with some sort of lie about ourselves, the world, other people that, um, Cause us to feel wounded to be wounded, um, but our system right humans are pain avoidant there 's fire we pull away we 're pain avoidant that 's how that 's how we were created that 's what keeps us safe so you know our system functions to help us avoid the pain of those really wounded parts
1: yeah that's good i i I usually you know, there's parts of us um, that are adaptive, and there's parts that are working with the system. But then there's these other parts that that sometimes show up that are maladaptive and are working against. That's they're right. they're doing their job of protecting the system, but really probably hurting the whole self. That's and one right. thing, so so we get this clear because I've explained this, and people are like, "Are you talking about multiple personality?"
0: Mm, that's always be? the question. Yeah. Right.
1: And can you can you just explain that because that's not the direction that we're going
0: it's not the direction that we're going and and the core concept of which is so beautiful because it it ties into our faith and and what scripture tells us is the the core concept of IFS is that we all have a self that's what they call it a self i like to call mine my eternal self because i think about it as that's that's who god first loved into existence mm. that is where we commune with the holy spirit that is where we follow the Holy Spirit's prompting.
1: So, when I bring this up in sometimes with clients, um, and I start explaining this, sometimes they come to me and they're like, are, are, are we talking about multiple personality or like DID or anything like that? Can you uh, speak into that a little bit and help tease out what we're talking about versus what that is?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, we dissociation is a spectrum, we all dissociate every day on some level. Right. Like when we're driving home and you're like, wait, oh, how did I get here? I don't remember passing this exit Um, when we are, you know, looking at our phone instead of listening to, you know, what a family member is saying. And then all the way on the other end of that spectrum is DID um, where that person loses very large chunks of time and space and have um, full on different personas. So IFS is a, is a very, um, effective therapy for someone with DID, but most of us don't have DID and it's an effective therapy for most of us. And that's because we all have parts, right? Think about, you know, we even talk in parts language, like a part of me wants, um, to go to this event, but the other, you know, there's this other part of me that just feels so tired.
1: Right. Yeah, last week uh i think it was two weeks ago um when i was i was preaching and i was ex- part of my talk was explaining um ifs and i was like explaining that saying a part of me wants to go to lunch today and order a salad but there's another part of me that wants to order everything else on the menu you know yeah. it's like that kind of thing and when it comes to like um dissociative identity disorder um that's where like a, a new altar shows up. And what we're yeah. talking about with IFS today is um, I'm a dad. I'm a, a father. I'm a therapist. I'm a musician. All of these things are working together um, that that are a culmination of me. Like I, I always like the analogy of God is the father, the son and the Holy spirit. And we that's are right. created in that image. Mm-hmm. And so there's these different parts of us that, that kind of show up. Um just can you, can you talk a little bit about what what led you to bring i f s to emerge because there was a an event that that happened and, and then you came in and and really kind of brought this therapy to us and then I want to talk about the day that you explained it um, that I was um, uh, present for because I just I had one of those aha moments that I so enjoy in life, but talk to me a little bit about how the journey of of getting it to emerge
0: Yeah. Um, it's really, uh, a fascinating, just beautiful story, but I was working with, um, a for she's a former client now, but I was working with, with a woman who had complex PTSD, had just had, a, um, some pretty significant life stressors that, that brought a lot to the surface. And I would work with her week after week. And I started noticing that she was disappearing on me. It was like she was literally leaving the room going somewhere else. I, I did not have connection with her anymore. And so I would work you know, with my other skills to bring her back into the room. But I knew that this was a I started to recognize anyway, that this was a part showing up and taking over at a high time of distress. It was that protective part that was saying, we're getting too close to that core wounding. We're getting too close to exposing this, this core pain. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and take over. So I had read the book, like I said, the body keeps the score and very um, confidently as I will often you know, just be in my life. I said, okay, well, I, this, I'm going to try some IFS. You know, I learned about this from the book. I'm going to, I'm going to start to, to talk about this part with her. And it created a very, what we call ab reaction. Like it, it created a very big, um big reaction out of her that caused a disruption in many areas of her life. And, our therapy started to be just working on grounding and getting her stable and grounding and getting her stable, which is not moving us forward. It's just keeping her safe. And so I said, oh my gosh, I broke her brain and I have to fix it. That's what I tell (laughs) everyone when we talk about this. I broke her brain and she would joke about it later on in her, in her healing journey. You remember when you broke my brain and you had (laughs) to, so I said, I am in over my head. I need help. I got on line and I said, where is the soonest, closest advanced IFS training that I can get to? Um, And I was super blessed that it was within a few weeks and it was with Dr. Schwartz, the founder of IFS himself. So I hauled it to New York City and I spent a couple of days there working with Dr. Schwartz and, and learning the ins and outs of this therapy and I came back and I slowly to put her brain back together.
1: God bless you. <laughs> so, yeah. so then so then, what happened um, from my recollection, then you started sharing it with other team members. Yeah. Remember us um, one day, I'll never forget the day um, we used to have a library um, right across from where my office is uh, with a conference table in there. And uh, you and Victoria had come in and you just started going into this thing called IFS. And I've told this story before, but I'll I'll say it again. I literally felt like Neo seeing the Matrix for the first time. Like it was (laughs) like, wait a minute, this is a thing? Like there's actual language to this? Because these were thoughts that were in my head for 25 years, like the moment I would walk on stage and a lot of people knew I I had a a musical career and toured for a long time. This part would show up. And I remember when I was 15 years old, um, playing one of my first shows, my parents came and they're like, who is that kid? Like (laughs) that kid's never been in our home, but there was this thing, this, this part of me would show up, we would do the show. And then all of a sudden I would go back to met and and people would come up to me and talk to me after shows and, it, and it's like they expected this bigger than life but it's like that it just kind of came in, in, and so I had an understanding of this and then the other thing too and we can talk about this I was trained at that time for a while in EMDR mm-hmm. and during EMDR I would see in session not knowing what IFS was parts show up that's and right We would start, you know, uh, targeting a memory that was really um, uh, about a wound. And all of a sudden, this part would show up and completely shut the system down. And then I'm like, what just happened? And then you guys brought this to to us. And then I, I did a bunch of reading and some training and all of a sudden this whole world was kind of exposed to me. So maybe we could talk a little bit about the integration of IFS with some of the other um, therapies we've talked about. Talk to me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really how I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been several years, but that's how I came to present it at that trauma team meeting is that Victoria and I were consulting on, I, I think a case of hers complex PTSD. And I started saying, Oh, so I'm, I learned this and this is how this is working. And I started with this client, but now I'm using, um, and I'm seeing that in EMDR. And so, right. When in EMDR, it it really did. You're absolutely right. It broke down so many barriers and it gave us language to know what was happening and what we were dealing with. Right. Right. Because you would be, working through um, through EMDR and then you would what we would call an IFS, like a protector would show up Mm -hmm. because we have not, you know, worked with that protective piece to be allowed to get to in IFS what's called that exile, that wounded part who really we're trying to unburden. We're trying to, to help like lean into, to truth and freedom. And so we would watch them shut it down. Like clients would go blank, yep um, right. Or on what we would call ab reactions, where they would kind of just become really dysregulated. They would disrupt um, outside of session. You know, be beca- go on like some sort of like addictive binge or become suicidal. Now we have the language to say that's a that's a protective part. That's a firefighter in IFS language trying to you know, distract, numb from getting at that core wounding. And so it's just really changed the game, I think, for all of us who are trained in both, because when we see that coming up, we can pause. We can pause the MDR and go right to whatever part is coming up and address that part's concerns.
1: Yeah, and, and as a therapist, when that happens, and that happens a lot, Um, where you get closer and closer, it happens. um, Before the the language that we're using now and the understanding, it would scare me because it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden, now we're in a weird place because now I'm triggered. And I I remember working with- One
0: of your parts is showing up.
1: Oh, for sure. I remember working with a, a young guy. We were doing EMDR and we were really getting at something and he literally jumped off- front of my couch onto the back of my couch was up against the wall in this couch looking at me like he was some kind of like gargoyle. Like, I
0: remember that.
1: Yeah he's like you are not getting to this and it's like okay you know but the thing was at that point we re- I realized a part and so what we did is we started paying attention to the part that was in the room.
0: That's right.
1: And we started to care for that part. We started That's to get right. curious about that part. Asking that part um some questions and and getting an understanding of what that part's role was and as soon as that part kind of realized we're, we're not there to harm him he was able to then maybe step aside and then we were able to continue working on on the wound which was really incredible because um had had I not had that language and the ability to, to sit in the space in that moment, because initially I'm like, I'm going to jump out that window. Like this is, this is really crazy. Yeah, for um, sure. And, it, and it's and it's intimidating because you're like, oh, but you know, being able to stay present in that I think is really important. And I, I remember one client, and this may give our listeners an understanding of, of um, what we're talking about about with protectors. Um, he had a protector. Um, that, that really caused him just a lot of damage in his life and he went through a lot of years and years of just um, really poor behaviors and, and stuff and we, we accessed the part and he visualized the part as a sledgehammer which is a, a, a something a, a tool that we use to tear things down and we actually accessed the part and the part really from the beginning just wanted to be a hammer which we use to build things up, and as soon as he was able to make that connection, all of a sudden the maladaptive part became an adaptive part, and and didn't move him into such, um, you know, uh, difficult situations with relationships and friendships and family and so, so on and so forth.
0: Destruction. It sounds like
1: yeah so a lot of yeah. times with these parts not always but sometimes we'll uh, visualize them sometimes we'll help we'll create a roadmap and, and and even name them if we need to um and it's it's good for us to uh, now in therapy um with my clients we have such a language and they'll say hey um this part just showed up just want to let you know and it's like oh, okay well right. let's 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 what, what do we want to do with this part today you know does that make sense
0: yeah absolutely and it's you know, it highlights the, your story with the, like the gargoyle <laughs> response is uh, it's really, really important that we are aware of our own internal family system. So mm. we know that we are, we are sitting with these, these clients in these other parts that they bring in from that place of self, mm. right? Like from who God loved into existence, from like letting the Holy spirit be like we, we must be aware of our, of our own protectors and our own exiles to know, um, how to really move forward with other people. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I want to explain too, cause you said firefighters and I think it's a good understanding. Like the firefighters role is when the house is on fire is to go in and put the fire out. But they end up
0: at whatever cost.
1: At whatever cost. Whatever they may destroy in doing that, they're trying to put the fire out.
0: They're trying to put the fire out. So they're not worried about the collateral damage. They're worried about like that acute response to a very perceived dangerous threat.
1: Right. Which a lot of times, you know, we'll see that in addictive behavior. The wound, the wound is I don't want to feel. And the protector is you won't feel because we're going to drink so much that you won't have to feel or be present at all. It's doing its job. It's just hurting the whole self.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that the firefighters get a bad rap, right? Right. Um, and that can be a part of our work to just building like that grace and compassion for ourselves, our part, well, our the parts of us um, to recognize like, Oh, they're they're just trying to not let me feel this pain that I that I experienced as a five year old and still carry today. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So there there's really this beautiful um, kind of gospel message in IFS of being able to to find like that compassion mm-hmm. um, because like the parts aren't bad a role that they've been forced into, living in a fallen world
1: right. that isn't good. I think a lot of times, you know, um, people are trying to get rid of the part, and it's not That's so right. much about getting rid of the part as maybe redefining what that part's role or job is to to be more integrative with the system.
0: Sure, we don't want to. Uh, I'll give an example of of some a part in my own system, right? Um, oh, great. So I I have. Uh, you know this part that can be very um, just a matter of fact critical of me of whoever I'm you know interacting with when there's a lot of stress a lot of pressure a lot of anxiety to maybe get something done or um, something you know really big is on the line and um, I call her Lilith because did you ever watch Frasier?
1: You know. oh, sure, Yeah.
0: yeah so she, she's like, that's the image I get. She looks like like very severe hair pulled back, just very huh. like straightforward matter of fact. Um, and she can become, she can be really mean to me, mm-hmm. you know, because at my core, I'm not, I'm not a J I'm very, you know, go with the flow. And, but sometimes I, you know, when that pressure's on, she can just be very, very kind of severe with me. And so in making peace with Lilith and this part, you know, this part of me is that I need her, I need her to, you know, she's the one that helps me complete my documentation for clients. She's the one that helps me make sure my bills are paid on time. Like I need her Mm -hmm. to help, but when I don't need her to overfunction, because then that's hurtful to to me and to other parts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just talk to me a little bit about how you integrate the the faith, uh, how you integrate maybe the Holy Spirit and Jesus into what we do with IFS.
0: Yeah, so I think you started to touch on it when I when I first start to explain this to a client that I that wants to know, oh my gosh, am I crazy? Do I have DID? What's happening? Right. But I say like, you know, what what do we know from Scripture is that. We are made in God's image. What do we know about God? He's three in one, Mm -hmm. you know, the Holy Trinity, you know, so doesn't it make sense that we would have complexity to us because there's complexity to who we are made in his image. Um, And that seems to really, you know, be helpful. And then you're really talking about how God created us, in this complex like in this complex way to um fully function out of that place of the eternal self who god loved into existence where the holy spirit dwells and it really provides a a nice language when we are trying to recognize like when there's a part present
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like is there a criticism? Is there a lack of compassion? Mm-hmm. Um, are we experiencing grace or are we providing judgment? Um, because any of those, you know, coming in, we know, okay, we're functioning from a part. We're not functioning from like how we would naturally from the spirit led place, interact with ourselves, with other people. Mm. Right. And so that for you know, we work with, um, you know, Christ followers and and people that don't, but that language, especially like for Christ followers gives, gives a really very clear picture of like how to recognize when a part's coming up. Yeah. Because there is that fear, there's fear, there's um, anxiety. There's like I said, judgment, criticism, whatever it might be numbing.
1: Yeah. The, the previous um, podcast that, um, I did with uh, Steve and Sarah was on formational prayer. And I find that IFS and formational prayer um, really integrate well, because a lot of times when you do get to access an exile and you get there, oftentimes it's a Jesus encounter that really helps to to unburden that deep-rooted fracture or wound. And sometimes I, I use the example of You know being born into this world god kind of um loves or breathes this stained glass window is is what i kind of define as our 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 true self and being born into a fallen broken world these parts start to fracture and that's where we start to develop these uh, feelings like i call it excuse me a god-sized hole yeah and allowing um the holy spirit to come into that i think part of the journey of life is putting that stained glass window as best we can on this side of heaven back together again. And it's yeah. really kind of uh, reconciling with a lot of these parts that have been fractured and wounded and so on and so forth. So that's that's another way I kind of I illustrate so that people can kind of understand going, oh, I, now I'm seeing where these parts are maybe meant to be all together. I think that's the, 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 the journey is trying to get all back connected um, so that it's all working adaptively together. Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And and in, in like the secular version of IFS to unburden um, an exile or that wounded part, often that younger part, you know, they, they want, they ask, do, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to throw it over a cliff in the ocean, you know, burn it, something like that. Yeah. But we always are, you know, seeing that relief of handing it to, handing it to Like letting Mm -hmm. him and watching him carry it, you know, make it disappear into the air, like whatever, you know, there's been so many beautiful encounters and just the reward of doing this work, right? Is that, that invitation of him into those moments, you just see that transformation,
1: yeah. And a lot of times when you get into that, that deep, um, of a core of a, of a person, you start to see a lot of unforgiveness issues and things that, that keep them from feeling like they can even, um, bring themselves to God because a lot of it's, um, covered in shame or guilt, um, trauma, um, you know, uh, fear, and so fear, that, fear,
0: fear. exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and fear, fear is a big one. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, allowing God to come into that space, I think it's amazing because a lot of times people, are, you know, have these um, distortions of I'm not good enough for that or I'm unlovable. And that's kind of where the the wound gets tied into this, you know, maybe a childhood wound or or a situation that you start believing something about yourself or a script that starts, you know, early on in life that really carries into adulthood and now is kind of like running in the background all the time going, you know, I need attention from these people because I'm not good enough. So I'm going to behave in this way because that's going to get their attention so on and so forth. But it's really um, helping people get to that place of freeing themselves of, of that um, unforgiveness a lot of times for self and sometimes it's for other people too.
0: Yeah, sure. Because, with those woundings and with the, you know, informational prayer, you would call it like the lie that they came into agreement with, right? In mm-hmm. um, EMDR, we would call it negative cognition. Right. Um, so there's, it, but really it's, it's really untruth. However, mm-hmm. it might've been true at the time. Like they might, like an example of, you know, someone developed in a dangerous situation, I'm not safe might've been true then but then they start to filter all kinds of interactions through that lens of I'm not safe. Um, even, even when they're, they're perfectly capable now of keeping themselves safe. So they just travel that limbic loop over and over the grooves get deeper and deeper and, 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 getting to that place, right? Like getting to like, Oh, okay. That's why EMDR and IFS are so beautifully paired together is because we're using that bilateral to, to force them out of the loop. And then we're recognizing like who, who believes that like Mm -hmm. what part of them believes that and being able to, to free that part and burden them.
1: Yeah, I, I've been saying it's this. really powerful. I've been saying this lately, and I, I say it tongue in cheek, but I really mean it. It's like, uh, you know, oftentimes with clients, we hear this a lot I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. Uh, something's wrong with me. And I often say, let's just imagine, let's just um, visualize God and wherever He's at right now in, in heaven, looking down and kind of pointing at you and going, man, wh- where did I go wrong with that one? Like, how did I screw that one up? I don't think that's what. I don't think that's what God's doing. I think God's, I think the wound, because a lot of times people are like, well, why did God do this to me? And I don't think he's looking down going, yeah, I, I, the, everyone else I did pretty good, but that one I, I just kind of messed up on. I think it's more like the, the wounded people of the world wound people. The enemy um, whispers these uh, untruths into our mind, and I think God is crying going, why are you believing that? Why would you believe that you are not good enough? I created this everything, and after I did, I said it was good, and then I created this and said it was good, and, so, and then. But we get this idea in our head: it's like, you know, God, God did such a good job, but he he just failed at me, and it's like that's not rooted in in truth at all, or or, or anything that we believe.
0: Yeah, and. And then, or the adverse of like, I failed God so greatly that I'm unforgivable. Yes. I'm irreparably broken. Like, I, you know, and that, you know, we can come back to how that's an untruth. And and there's like that self-forgiveness piece. Like there's unforgiveness of self, not offering, you know, not accepting God's, you know, forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Um although they might offer it to other people, believe it about other people. Sure. There's, there's some sort of dissonance there where they can't accept it for themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I heard a pastor the other day, uh, I was listening to a podcast and he said, um, you know, the verses where it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. If that were true, you would have no friends.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> we, we just, we beat the heck out of ourselves. That's and right. it's like, we we have to learn to be able to get to a place where we can find joy and contentment within who we are. It doesn't mean we're going to not going to have bad days. It doesn't mean that life isn't going to be difficult and we're going to have adversities. But the way that so many people self-talk in their head, if we were to do that externally to our neighbors, our friends, or our family, we would be completely ostracized, you That's know? Right. Um, Jess, is there anything else you feel like... Um, either our our listeners or clients should know about IFS that that maybe we haven't hit yet or any, any kind of closing thoughts on on our topic today?
0: Yeah. I think I would just encourage, yeah. Clients who are, are thinking about leaning into this type of therapy with their therapist, therapists who are thinking about learning more about it, getting, you know, training in it is that it's, it's not a, quick process it's um you know it takes time to build trust and to build relationship with each and every part of the system mm-hmm. and um that's trust of the therapist that's trust of the self that's trust of other you know, other parts to one another. Um, that's often, very often, you know, trust of God. So just, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is it, it's not, it's not a quick, okay, we're going to get to these parts and we're gonna, you know, ABC get through it. Um, it takes time because what you're doing is you're building relationship and trust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, as very, the
0: therapist and also within the system,
1: right. it's It's very similar as, as building a relationship with somebody. You know, you don't you don't go from, hi, how are you? We are now best friends and and you're going to be the best man in my wedding. It takes time, you know, That's to, right. for us to really develop healthy relationships, we we need to spend that time. And I think a big part of that is being patient and it's being patient. and oftentimes clients, and I, I don't blame them, they're they come in and they're like, I need to get this fixed now. Like yeah. I need, and, and, and so I think sometimes, you know, being able, that's a really good word to uh, remind us about when we do uh, this therapy that um, it does, it takes a little time. I mean, I've spent um, a better half of a year working with one part with clients, like that's right. we're just going to, we're going to sit here and, and that's okay. You know, that's, that's part right. of the process. So
0: yeah. And they, um, the client that I, I'll just give this as an example, the client that I I spoke about earlier, that sent me to learn all about this, even at the really towards the end of her, you know, therapy, and just really, you know, she had a beautiful story of integration, and all the internal systems working together, but she still had one part that would side eye me, like he just was still not sure. He was not sure if he, you know, wanted to hear anything I had to say. And that was okay. Like, that was okay. But
1: yeah, that's good. It
0: takes a lot of time.
1: Yeah, Jess, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I know you're you're a busy person, and and doing this is uh really really uh, uh appreciated by me and um and thank you for your knowledge and thank you for for the ability for you to be transparent and say I learned this therapy because I broke a client. I think that's a really honest and an open thing to say, because we're, we're all human and we're trying to figure this stuff out. And we're just, you know, I keep saying we're God's people trying to help God's people. You know, God puts people in people's lives. And, and had that situation not happened, I don't know that it, maybe someday it would have, but it, uh, IFS wouldn't have been certainly in my life uh, in the same way. So I, I, I really told appreciate her that
0: many times. I told her that many times, like, look, like, look what, you know, look at all these great things that are happening in these other therapy office
1: because I broke your brain. <laughs> because I broke your brain. Well, let's just hope that doesn't happen or, or scare people off at least from, from trying this process. Nobody's trying to break anybody's brain. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Absolutely. I really do love the concept of IFS. that We are a bunch of parts that make up the whole. I hear people say things like this all the time. A part of me feels like, fill in the blank, but another part of me thinks I should, so on and so forth. It really is helpful to understand what parts are working with or against the self. Thanks, Jess, for all that you do for Emerge, your clients, and then sharing your knowledge with us today. So that will be a wrap on our series of therapies, at least for now. We have some really exciting podcasts coming up from our trip that we took to Orlando, uh, which we will be releasing very soon. Uh, so be looking out for that. Thank you for listening and please share our podcast with someone who you might think may benefit from these conversations. Give us a comment and or like if you don't mind and let us know how we're doing. Well, until next time or when our Savior comes, God bless.